I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH in Boston. China is expected to go through a once-a-decade leadership transition next month, or maybe the month after, or maybe in two weeks. Nothing has been officially announced, as you can tell. It's been an unusually rocky year for China's leadership, with factional struggles and the downfall of a powerful Politburo member whose wife is in prison for murdering a British businessman. With all that unfolding in public, the world is watching carefully. Chinese people, not so much. The world's Mary Kay Magstad reports from Beijing. A hired driver named Ma Zhonghe leans against his car, enjoying a balmy Beijing afternoon. If he has a care in the world, it's certainly not about who's going to step in as the next leaders of his country and when. It's just one generation after another. It won't be worse. It can only be better. Well, all right. There is one thing he hopes the new leadership will take care of. The price of everything goes up but the wages. I just want to see something better to the common people. Ma Zhanghe hadn't heard that the presumptive new leader, Xi Jinping, had disappeared for two weeks this month, and he doesn't much care. Around the corner, a young fruit vendor named Fan Lin Lin pauses from reading a newspaper to talk about the party congress. Do you think the party congress will make a, a difference in your life, the change of leadership? <laughs> no impact, she says. I ask if she'd like China's new leaders, whenever they take office, to make any particular changes. She says, the leaders' priorities are probably different from ordinary people like me. I ask if she thinks the leaders listen to people like her. I don't think so, she says. It's complicated. This sense of detachment is pretty common among many Chinese, which gives the country's fractured leadership some latitude in managing their thoroughly opaque transition of power. Smart money is on the once-every-five-year party congress being held next month, and rosters of likely names of leaders have already been circulating among foreign analysts, not in the state-run media. Now we're about to have a new leadership, and we're not quite sure what that's going to be. Orville Schell heads the Asia Society's Center on U.S.-China Relations. He spoke this month at the World Economic Forum in Tianjin. Are these people still going to be able to get stuff done? Are they going to have to become much more open? much more uh, democratic in their style of governance? We really don't know. What is known is that China's economic growth is slowing, income disparity is growing, the population is aging, and economic and political reform are long overdue. Even a journal published by the Communist Party School blasted the outgoing leadership in a recent article for not being more courageous on implementing political reform. And that suggests that a different style of leadership is needed for this new phase of China's development. Wang Haiyan wrote a book on business leadership in China and India. She, too, spoke at the World Economic Forum in Tianjin. When you have a manufacturing-driven society, you need precision, you need execution, you need task-oriented leadership. But when you try to move towards the next stage, that, you know, to overcome that middle-income trap, you really need an innovation. That innovation you know, comes through gathering better ideas. But knowing what's needed and being willing to give up the privileges and power of the current system before it's absolutely necessary are two very different things. Jean-Pierre Cabestan heads Hong Kong Baptist University's Department of Government and International Studies. The future is very open, uh, but at the same time, the, the current leadership is not ready, really, and strong enough to make bold changes 
and introduce the most daring reforms which the country would need in the future. But they may be pushed anyway by an increasingly demanding public with a growing ability to voice their gripes and demands online. Beifang, a prominent Cantonese blogger now in Hong Kong, sees this as a good thing for his country. It's difficult to know whether what the politicians are doing is genuine or not. We have to watch how they act and what they do. I think citizens need to constantly monitor the government. Even Fan Lin Lin, the fruit vendor who is not online, says it's a little odd once she thinks about it that she and other Chinese know so little about when their future leaders will take over or who they'll be. She says it would be nice to have a more transparent system where people like me would get to know what's going on. It just hasn't started yet. For the world, I'm Mary Kay Magstad in Beijing.